I'm not gonna raise my voice. Yes! I'm really good at basketball for a puppet. What just happened? I drank your milkshake. What's up with those shorts? It's either super good or super bad. Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, starts now. Hello. From the Dire Prime studio in Nitro, West Virginia, this is Unreasonable Doubt. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt, and this is episode 19, Texas Tech. West Virginia has now won five true road wins this season. The previous two seasons combined, three true road wins. One of those at Youngstown State in a game that didn't have video cameras. But it still counts. West Virginia sweeps Texas Tech by winning in Lubbock 82-71. Were there 47 fouls called? Yes. Was Taz... A late scratch because of a groin injury. Yes. Did Deuce have to sit most of the first half in foul trouble? Yes. Did Derek Culver have to sit most of the second half with four fouls? Yes. Did Gabe have to sit with four fouls with eight minutes left? Yes. Did Emmett Matthews Jr. have to play the five? Yes. Did Deuce, Jordan McCabe, and Kedrian Johnson play at the same time? Yes. Did did Culver get a cheap shot in the back in the first half? That made me angry? Yes. Did Sean McNeil have a career-high 26 points? Starting in the place of Taz? Yes. Was he the shot robot tonight? Yes. Did he throw the best pass of the night when he did the fake jump shot and passed it to Matthews? Yes. Did Culver have 15 points and 8 rebounds in 25 minutes and was dominant? Yes. Did Deuce come out blazing in the second half after sitting most of the first half? Yes! Did we know Deuce was going to come out blazing in the second half? Yes! Did Emmett Matthews do a good job of guarding McClung? Yes! Did Jalen Bridges have a sneaky... Nine points and six rebounds, including a three late in the second half when the game was tied. Yes! Did Gabe make five out of eight from the free throw line? Yes! Did he still take charges and remain awesome defensively? Yes! 
Did Jordan McKay make a couple of shots? Yes. Did Kedrian Johnson score more than the Kansas game? Yes. Did West Virginia have a halftime lead? Yes. Did they give up the lead multiple times in the second half? Yes. Is that affecting my lifespan? Yes. Did they respond each time they gave up the lead? Yes. Did West Virginia, who shot under 30% from three for the season last year, have another game where they shot 50% from three? Yes. Did West Virginia put 80-plus on Texas Tech in both games they played against them this season? Yes! Is Texas Tech good at defense? Yes? Did Chris Beard reenact the play where Deuce was on the floor asking for a timeout and the refs called a foul in front of... And... (laughs) And did that enactment in front of the ref so he would get tossed out of the game but went over and and dapped Huggins before he left? Yes! Was he justified in doing that? Yes! Was this the best conference road win for WVU in at least a decade? Yes! Was I wrong about how this game was going to go in my head? Yes! Am I happy that it went different than what I had in my head? Yes! Is West Virginia alone in second place in the Big 12? Yes! Did both Baylor games get postponed because pandemic? Yes. Is it still a gauntlet? Yes! Does West Virginia have four games to make up and not much time to do it? Yes! Am I going to go to sleep tonight? Yes? Man, so many questions and all of the answers are yes. Amazing. And it felt good from the start when Sean McNeil hit that first three. You, I felt, in the moment, great about what was going to happen. I can't help myself from being a nervous Nelly. <laughs> because I'm conditioned to be that way. But all the things, not all the things, a lot of things were not in West Virginia's favor going into the game. And yet they come out and have a true team win against a really good team. Are they the 7th or 8th best team in the country? I don't know. It's, It's Gonzaga and Baylor, and then you could make a case from there. I truly believe that. For anybody from to go from 3 through... 15. Make the case. But is, I mean, it was amazing. Unexpected for me. And wow. 
Just so impressive. Congrats to everybody on the team. Congrats to the coaching staff. Huggins, two games ago, said this was the worst defensive team (laughs) he's ever had. One game ago, he followed that statement up by saying he's not against using trickery. And then after the game tonight, he couldn't say anything negative about that performance. And that's how much it can change. And guess what? They're 3-0 and in all of those games. So impressive. So excited to see them do that. Random thoughts coming up. Diner Prime is the lead sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt. If you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I'm a fan of embroidery and haven't had really a reason to talk about my love of embroidery. But now I can. Dyer Prime is in the embroidery business. They've had it for a while. They do professional embroidery. Totes embroidered. Polos embroidered. Hats. Nothing like a good embroidered hat. They can embroider other things too. Take a design and they can embroider it on those things and more. Call or text Dyer Prime to find out more. 304-767-4445 or email them. Are you sitting down? You can email Dyer Prime sales, S-A-L-E-S, at dyerprime.com, D-Y-E-R-P-R-I-M-E.com. Dyer Prime. Random thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. I was very excited in the first segment. I want to apologize to the team that beat Virginia on the road. Virginia was a top 10 team. I only want to apologize because I still feel like this is a, a better win because it's in conference. And the other team knows you and the other team... Uh, you're going to play them again next year and the year after that and the year after that. And it's difficult in this league to win on the road period, much less when the team's ranked in the top 10 and is good at defense. And Virginia in 2016 or whenever, they were good at defense and West Virginia won that game. But then they don't. They didn't play Virginia the next year. Still, a de- it's still debatable. That win was super impressive. I still want to apologize to the Virginia win and not thinking of them. But in conference, for sure, so impressive that that still stands. That's the best win in a decade. But I went this long without talking about what everybody should be thinking about. Listen, six million fouls tonight, right? And I won't get into six million fouls except to say that it produced an opportunity for one of uh, Texas Tech's guys to come out on the floor. And he, this dude, legit looks like the mascot. 
listen, Avery Benson. <laughs> With love and respect, dude, you you look like a Red Raider. So, because of this, and that's not that's not a that's not a uh, that's not a bad thing. That's not uh, don't take offense by that. You look like the mascot. You may have been recruited for basketball first, right? Nobody would argue that somebody would be recu- recruited and get a scholarship to play basketball at a Division One level for any other reason then they're good at basketball. So that's the top reason. Something had to factor in where you look like a Red Raider. Even if it's the back of the mind, even if nobody said anything, Chris Beard says, I want to offer you a scholarship. Uh, And he may have offered Benson the scholarship anyways. But you can't tell me that somewhere in his mind, when talking to him, he thought, uh, well, this will work out perfect because he looks like our mascot. Here's what I need. If you play for a team and you look like the mascot then you should have special privileges on what you can wear when you play. All right? So take a look at the at the logo of the Red Raider. He's got a hat on, right? So obviously that means that Benson should be able to wear a hat during the game. It's complicated to wear a hat while playing basketball. You know, you think of white men can't jump. Uh, Sydney had a hat on. The Woody Harrelson character had a hat on. Those guys played with hats on. They weren't Red Raider hats. So it's going to involve a chin strap, Avery. But you should be allowed, because you look like a Red Raider, and I respect that, but you should be able to wear a hat. Should you be able to have a firearm (laughs) on your side like a Red Raider? Uh, I think that is extremely dangerous. So I do not think you should have a live firearm uh, on your side during the game. Now, could you have, do they make toy guns anymore? I honestly don't know. I bet you can get them at like the dollar store. All bets are off at the dollar store. Uh, you can still get like handcuffs at the dollar store, like toys that are getting like phased out at the big box stores. You can get you can get that stuff at the Dollar Tree, right? So toy gun, if they exist, and even if it's got to be like an orange gun and then one of the managers paints it red because you're a Red Raider. Uh, and then just have that on like a a cell phone clip, like a person of my age would wear. <laughs> Maybe that works. Uh, 
I'm assuming, and I've got to look up what a Red Raider looks like, and I'm going to do that right now. Uh, mascot. He, listen, this guy, he's got, okay, should Avery Benson be able to wear spurs uh, attached to his uh, Under Armour shoes? <laughs> That's extremely dangerous. You cannot... (laughs) You cannot wear spurs on a basketball court. Or wear, like, the shoes with heels. That's that's dangerous. So, it'd have to be a scenario where... What? Ah, no. I really can't rationalize. There's not toy spurs. It's still dangerous. You can't wear the shoes. Can you wear long pants and a gigantic belt buckle? Absolutely. You should be able to do that. Now, here's here's a hot take. I'm trying to figure this out. What Avery can or can't do. And yes, he should be able to wear a cape. The cape will have to have his jersey number on the outside of the cape. He can't hide the number. So the call fouls, he needs that. But here's my hot take. Avery Benson, for the last minute of the first half, should be able to mount a horse during a live basketball game. All right? I believe that. I've seen the guy on the horse during the football games. Uh, So that's the mascot. And so uh, he should be allowed to break out a horse. Only for one minute. Now, I don't know what that looks like. You're definitely, if you catch a pass and you're on the horse and the horse is running and you're not dribbling, that is probably an automatic turnover. But if you run the, you know, nobody's going to run the court faster than a horse, right? Like a horse can go 94 feet really quick, right? So... I don't know how you defend that. You probably have to leave one guy under the basket. You're basically playing four on four or four on five, really, if you think about it. Because you can't, (laughs) you got to have somebody back to account for the Red Raider on a horse. I even think the Red Raiders got like some kind of like eye mask. And uh, yeah, yeah. Avery, you're allowed to wear that too. I like that you look like your mascot. I don't know who has looked like a mountaineer, but if one of our guys, I'm this is fair, if one of our guys looked like a mountaineer, like the mascot, then that guy would be allowed to wear the whole buckskin outfit with the hat and you would a hundred percent get to run around with a musket. Like that's the rules with not no live rounds, but definitely be able to uh, shoot it up in the air or make the sound at halftime and let the smoke come out of it. And just follow that logic to any, any mascot 
<laughs> if you look like a blue devil, you're allowed to dress up like a blue devil. Final thoughts coming up. <laughs> Avery Benson dress up like a Red Raider. Final thoughts coming up. Unreasonable Doubt is on the social media. On Instagram, at UnreasonableDoubtWV. On Twitter, at I'm Josh Witt. On Facebook, go to that search bar thing and type in Unreasonable Doubt. Do it! Interact with the show. Final thoughts for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. The next game for West Virginia is Saturday, 1 p.m. Back in Morgantown to face the Oklahoma Sooners. With fake Larry Bird and them and them guys. As you remember, West Virginia lost to Oklahoma in the first game post-you-know-who and post Isaiah injury. West Virginia was down big at the half. I believe it was 18. Tied it in the second half. Uh, but one of their guys shot like 300 threes and made 298 of them. And West Virginia lost in the end. So Oklahoma comes to Morgantown. Oklahoma lost to Texas Tech in Lubbock. But outside of that, they put some good wins together. They beat Texas at Texas. They beat Kansas. They beat Alabama in that Big 12 SEC challenge without Austin Reeves. So Oklahoma's had success in Morgantown. You know where I stand on Lon Kruger. Really good coach. Let's watch... Let's see how the the cheap shot stuff goes this time. Because there was definitely cheap shots at Derek Culver. West Virginia very confident. Have to be super confident after this game. With all of the... Uh, well, with just being shorthanded. And to have their best win of the season. And then to come back home. Let's see what happens. They're 2-0 in the gauntlet that's now a mini gauntlet. Let's see what happens. I'm excited to see it. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms or just pick one. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, Pandora, Amazon Music, CastBox. Subscribe to the podcast. It may... The button may say follow. Hit the follow button wherever you're listening to this. The podcast will automatically download to your device. That helps me. It might help you. It definitely helps me. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2020-2021 season. They're 14-5. and five.